Welcome to another episode of The Lisa Show. I'm Lisa Natoli. Thank you so much for joining me. My website is lisanatoli.com for those of you who are listening for the first time. I am so honored that you are here with me. Today I'm going to be doing something quite different from what I normally do. It's called movement meditation, stretching, dancing, and breathing. And I'm going to be talking about an experience that many spiritual people have where they're not connected in their body. A lot of spiritual seekers are trying to transcend the body. They very much live in their mind and they're not connected in the body. And so today I'm going to talk about the importance of integration and centering I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions. I've written out pages in my journal this morning. So I ask for you to get a piece of paper or a journal and a pen. Just stop this recording now and go get some paper and a pen. And I'm going to ask for you to write these questions down. And then once the show is over, I invite for you to answer these questions. Because this really, for me, is all about wholeness. And often we disconnect from the body, and that's not wholeness. And so I'm very grateful that you're here. I have a lot of traveling upcoming, so I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to be recording the shows, really see how it goes. And this is actually part of my own listening. So A Course in Miracles is very clear that all sickness comes from our defenses and that planning is a defense. This is workbook lesson 135. I love lessons 135, 136, and 137. These are all the lessons on healing and sickness. I'm not going to be talking about that today, but it talks about planning is a defense. And it seems like we need to plan here. Like I've made a commitment to do the Lisa show. It's a weekly show. You expect a audio every week. And yet what we are invited to do is ask in every moment, what am I to do? And I trust in that. I totally trust what is given to me to do. So I'm going to Denmark this week. I'm so excited. I'm meeting with my friends Fleming and Katja. I'm giving a healing workshop and a prayer workshop. And then on June 4th, I am flying to Portugal with my husband, Bill Free, 22 of us, friends of mine that are going to be meeting us in Portugal. And we're walking part of the Camino, 150 miles. We're walking to Spain and we'll be gone until June 20th. So I'll be gone from June 4th through June 20th. I'm really feeling that I'm going to be off the electronics. So I don't think I'm going to be doing a show during that time. But again, who knows? I'm really just always needing to be in the moment. And that's what today's show is going to be about, about being present in the moment. Also in today's show, I'm going to be telling you a story from an email that I received from a woman named Renee. going to post a letter on my website along with this episode so you can read it in full. It's so amazing. 
She practiced what I have been talking about in last week's episode about finding out what you love. So I'm going to be sharing that today also. So that's really love getting these emails from you. I love seeing you practice because that's where you will see results. So movement, meditation, stretching, dancing, and breathing. I invite you to get back into your body. To me, all sickness is stuck energy. It's places in you where you're blocked. You're blocked not in the body. You're blocked in your thinking. And what ends up happening is the energy is not flowing correctly. And the energy is this life, this love, this joy. And often it can show up as one of two different kinds of stuckness. So one is fear about giving. And the other one is fear of receiving. We block ourselves in two ways. So what I'm going to talk about just to get started here is... Just this experience that people throw the energy up, trying to transcend their difficulties. They're using spiritual ideas and concepts to avoid looking at the block. I see this a lot. So they'll use sentences from A Course in Miracles to avoid looking at what the block is so that they can correct it with the truth. So whenever you have a belief or a thought that goes unchecked and uncorrected and you keep thinking the belief privately and you think it's having no effect because you're thinking it privately, it will show up as a physical experience for you eventually. So A Course in Miracles is a way for you to identify the blocks and the obstacles that are in your mind as thoughts and beliefs so that you can see them you're not blaming anymore. You're not telling stories about other people and how they should change. You're seeing the thought, the false belief, exactly as it is. And you have a willingness to correct it with the truth. So you're taking the thought and you're replacing it with the truth. And that's the whole process. That's the entire healing process. And that's why... In episode two, I had you look at your symptoms to list them down on paper. If you've not listened to that episode yet, I invite you to go back and listen to it. But your symptoms and all of the things that seem to be happening in your physical world are a mirror reflection of the thoughts you have been privately thinking. And they are always thoughts of separation. Always. And you don't correct them. You keep on thinking them. And they eventually show up in your physical world. So, of course, miracles is brilliant because now you can recognize, okay, I made the world by my thoughts and my beliefs and my attitudes. And I can unmake the world. You can unmake your difficulty. You can unmake your sickness. You can unmake your diseases. And it's not a magic pill. It's not something that just happens. The change happened gradually over time to get you to the place where you're seeing difficulties and problems. So the journey within is now a recognition, okay, this might take a little bit of time also to reverse it. But this is the place where you make a commitment. You say, okay, I'm going to do this. 
So I congratulate you. I congratulate you for wanting to take this journey and to look at the thoughts. So let's begin. We're going to be restoring balance now. And we're going to really become aware of these energies and to start to flow them again. So to have a journal, I want you to, I want you to just write down body and mind. And I want you to ask yourself, where do I live mostly? Most people live in their head. Most people live in their minds are not present in their body. And we're going to go through a lot of questions today. And this is really a way for you to reprogram your life. And it's interesting for me. I'm teaching this because mostly that's where I had lived is in my mind. I was not in my body. And what is movement meditation? I've said before, I'm not a meditator. I don't have a practice like that. But my life has become a moving meditation. That wherever I am, there's that practice of being present. And for me, one of the fastest ways that I know to move the energy is an actual physical movement. And so I've said stretching, dancing, and breathing. And the reason I said stretching is because I'm not a yoga person either. So whenever I've thought about meditation and yoga, my mind just shuts down. I just think, oh my God, those poses and why am I doing this? But when I think about just stretching, just naturally moving in a way that feels good to you. My husband, Bill and I, we have two cats and it's so interesting to watch these cats because they just stretch all the time. When they've been sitting, as soon as they get up, they always stretch. And we don't do that. We're not in our bodies because we're so much in our minds. So I want you to just really think, first of all, are you more in your body or are you more in your mind? How is the energy flowing for you? And I love this word embodiment. Embodiment. So you're now going to be in the body. You are not a body but you're now going to be present and you're not trying to disconnect from the body. You're no longer trying to transcend the body. Total wholeness. And so we're engaging now. We're engaging with ourselves. We're engaging with the world around us. We're looking for the blocks and the obstacles of where we're afraid to engage. So you become connected, centered, and clear. And another part is what many spiritual seekers do is visualization. That's being really in the mind. At a certain point, you want to really look at like, okay, am I mostly living in a fantasy land? Because I love workbook lesson eight. It says when you're thinking about the past or you're thinking about the future, your mind is actually blank. So visualization can be a real ego trick where you think I'm visualizing a future for myself. I'm visualizing how I want to be. And the mind is blank. The mind is absolutely blank because what happens is when you're present, thoughts will come to you. There's a difference and you will begin to recognize how it's different. And you will get an idea an inspiration about something to do 
but you will begin to know the difference between visualization and divine inspiration. So even though I'm not a yoga girl in the typical sense, I love the idea of yoga. Yoga means yoke. It joins together mind and body. So what I invite for you to do is to see what it feels like to become more present in your body, to bring together the mind and the body, and to have a physical practice and a mental practice. So you're using a combination of practices now to make some changes in your life. And what my experience is, it was when I start to move physically, a lot of emotions start to come to the surface. It was things that were stuck there. And when I start to move, I start to dance in the morning. I'll just put on one song. I'll jump around. I'll just breathing, breathing to me is a very important practice, which makes you present. It's not about the breath in my mind. It's about you being present in the moment and becoming aware of this light within. A Course in Miracles says, release the inner light. So you begin to think of this life force, this love, this energy, and you begin identifying with it. You're no longer in your mind worrying, planning, criticizing, judging. You're bringing your attention and your focus back right down into the center of what you are. And you become aware of this light. So when you're becoming aware of the light, I want you to just practice this and you'll see that what I'm saying is true. When you're focusing on the light, you are not thinking about your problems. I want you to just pay attention and I want you to try it and you will see it's true. Like when you're being so present and you, you just for a moment go, okay, I'm willing to find this light. I'm going to focus on this light. This light connects me with everyone and everything. This light heals me. This light goes out and touches others. This light is what joins us all and you're paying attention to this light, I want you to notice that while you're paying attention to the light, there's no thoughts in the mind. It's impossible. I want you to just try it because you'll see that when the mind goes back to judging, you'll notice, ah, I just took my attention off the light. And it went right back to the thought again. So now you're in a mind practice where you're starting to notice where the focus and attention is going. And you're making a decision. You make a decision to stay present in this moment. How are you blocking? That's the first question. Like, How are you blocking? Just really sit with this. Really sit with what ideas have you had for things to do and you're not doing them. That's blocked energy. You know what to do. You know what needs to be done and you're not doing it. And the why is not important. Why you're not doing it if your mind starts to try to figure out reasons about why that's ego. All you need to do is to become aware, I'm blocking. I'm blocking this light. I'm blocking this life force. And I'm keeping myself stuck. 
So as soon as you do this, you have acknowledged the stuckness. This alone gets the energy moving and not through physical activity. The physical activity, the movement will come as a second step. When your mind starts to move, the energy starts to move again. You naturally will start to move physically because the energy will move you. That's just how that works. So not moving first and then hoping change occurs in your mind. So seeing the light in you begins to move the energy. Become aware of this light. And here's an interesting thing. You need energy to do this. Most people do not have enough energy to do this work. And why don't you have energy? Because it takes energy to think about the past and it takes energy to think about the future. It takes energy to judge. It takes energy to criticize. It takes energy to feel guilt. It takes enormous energy to feel guilt. Tremendous energy to feel guilt. And you have no energy left for creativity. So I want you to think about where are you wasting your energy? And I want you to stop doing those things. Just realize how much energy it takes to think a thought, to plan the future. Tremendous amount of energy. And here's a fear point for most people because we think I need to think about what I'm going to do today and tomorrow and next week. I need to plan. But the planning is only for the image and the identity. And this does take trust. And this is why I'm constantly encouraging people to buy A Course in Miracles and make a commitment to do it. Make a one-year commitment to do the workbook lessons of A Course in Miracles. If you want my help, I have a one-year audio program called ACIM 365. I invite you to do the 40-day program for transformation. It's totally free. We also have a Living in Purpose program that I created with my husband and the Teachers of God Foundation, which is amazing. That's a mastery program to complete A Course in Miracles. And most people are terrified to take this journey. Intellectually, they would say, I'm not afraid. But there is this fear that's running the show. As a practice to see if you're afraid, I invite you to simply be still. Take some time today to simply be still and think no thoughts. And I want you to watch the mind in that space. The mind is so terrified of stillness because it's the unknown. It's fear of these energies moving. And so you begin to see, okay, wow, I am afraid. Maybe not consciously, but unconsciously. And I want you to answer the question, how do you sabotage your own best interests? So I'll talk a little bit about me with weight. I've been on diets my whole life since I was a teenager. And I've lost weight and I've gained weight. And it's been interesting for me to watch how I can take the weight off and I get to a certain point and I put it all back on and then some. So instead of trying to figure out what's up with that, you're looking at your own sabotage techniques and tactics 
and what you're doing. So for me, what it was, I would just get afraid. And I felt safe with this extra weight. I thought I could hide. I was hiding in the body. I could disappear. I felt everyone could, would just leave me alone. But at a certain point, you recognize, no, I don't want to hide anymore. I don't want this excess wall around me that keeps love in and keeps love out. That was a transformation for me, where I recognize this isn't about food. Although, paradoxically, the food ends up being part of the change. When I started to take care of myself, I started to really love myself as the Christ. My food choices changed. My activity choices changed. And what I was doing was I wasn't focusing on changing the physical. That was the exciting part for me. I was only focusing on finding the blocks and the obstacles in my own mind. And what happened for me is at the heavier weights when I was 200 pounds, which is 60 pounds heavier than I am now, is I would say, I feel great. And I would feel like, or I would say, I didn't feel it. I would say that I'm not a body. And I was good with that weight. But when I actually was honest with myself, I recognized, oh, I'm hiding. This excess weight is me hiding. This is my fear. And yet, all I wanted to do was put on a face that I'm okay at this weight. But in honesty, it was uncomfortable carrying that excess weight. I didn't have energy. I was tired a lot. And I wanted the healing of my thoughts about myself. I was afraid of change and I was also afraid of the truth. And so we put these sicknesses in place to block ourselves from going the distance, for entering into the unknown. And we think about mind over matter. But to me, the real healing comes from wholeness. It comes from an integration. So my invitation to you is to stop trying to transcend the body or to leave the body. You want to be so present so that you can see the thoughts that are creating a world that's a reflection of your own inner beliefs and thoughts. So what does work is flowing the energy to the places you have avoided. So I want you to just write down what are some of the things that you have been avoiding. And these are the places that need you to flow the energy back to these places. So for me, I'm just going to give you a couple that are not necessarily all right now, but they were from the past when I was doing this kind of energy work, when I recognized, oh, I've been trying to throw the energy up. I've been trying to be only in the crown chakra and I haven't been in my body at all. So the results of me not being in the body were no money, an overweight body, fear of relationships, fear of sexuality. I didn't pay my bills. I had 10 years worth of credit card debt. I didn't want to work a job. I just wanted to sit around and read A Course in Miracles all day long. That's blocked energy. And so 
I really came to a place when I recognized where am I avoiding things and where am I putting a spiritual concept on top to avoid looking at the thought. Another place for me was asking for help. I hated asking for help. I wanted to do everything by myself. I never went outside. Very, very rarely went outside. So it was a hiding technique for me. And I want you to ask yourself, where are you off-centered? Where are you off-balance? And just write it down. And you're not writing it down to fix it. You're writing it down so you can look at it so that these thoughts can be corrected and replaced with the truth. My own healing came from being in the body, a decision to be present in the body. And what happened, I've told this story in the past, is I made a decision, okay, that's it. I'm going to start paying off the credit card. I'm good with working a job now. I'm open to having a relationship. I'm flowing the energy into all of these block places. And I'm going to be grounded. Grounded in the place where I am. And I have heard this saying that I've shared many times. But so often we think I'm not in the right place. That I need to be somewhere different than in the place where I am. That my life isn't working. If only I could just get over there, have more money, have a different body. But I heard this in AA of if ever you think you need to be somewhere else, find your feet. Wherever your feet are is where you are meant to be. Because where your feet are is where God is. And so the place where your feet are is where the work can be done. It's where you can begin and say, okay, I'm going to start acknowledging where the blocks are in me. And I'm going to start flowing this life force to all of these block places. And, and that's what I did. I made it into a happy game. I said, okay, wow, I'm afraid to even look at my bank account. You know, and I would hold on to checks for weeks. I still do. Like there's still fear around it. There's fear of receiving. And so instead of trying to fix the problem, it's really to say, okay, wow, I'm going to open my mail from now on. I'm going to put checks in the bank when they come in and not hold on to them for, I'm not kidding, I've held on to checks for three months before. And to look at the fear, what's the fear around that? Like, What's the fear? It's a fear of being present. And the mind makes up all sorts of tricks where it says, no, you're not a body. So to start to be more present and to find these places where you're off-centered, off-balance, living too much in the mind, and some people are living too much in the body, so you need to find out for yourself where the energy needs to move. Because for some, it's too much in the body, and now you need to be more present in that energy of just connecting with that inner light so what needs to change? What needs to be released? When the energy is blocked, expression is blocked. So again, that question, where are you blocked? Where are you holding the light in? And where are you creating blocks so that the love doesn't come in? And only you can find this out. So you want to find the false beliefs 
and then correct them with the truth. This moves the energy. I want you to be open and receptive to change. Where do you still get stuck? I'm going to tell you where I still get stuck. I keep things half finished. That's my stuck place. So I will have an idea for a project. I will start it, a great beginning. Halfway through, I won't want to finish. And now that I see it, it's like, how can I change? How can I complete things? Like one of the things that I still do to this day, and it's it's amazing to me when I, I'm just looking at it, is I'll put laundry in the washing machine and then I won't put it in the dryer. Sometimes my clothes sit in the washing machine for days and I will even think my clothes are in the washing machine and I won't go down the stairs to the basement to put them in the dryer. And sometimes I have to restart the clothes because they've been sitting for too many days in the washing machine wet. What's up with that? And you'll find the things that you are doing where you'll have tasks that you know need to get done and you will just go sit on Facebook or you'll just get distracted with something else. And so now what you have is an opportunity to see where are your patterns and your programs? What exactly is it that you are doing that's sabotaging and keeping this energy blocked? So not to fix these things. And what I find is when I can locate the block, like, oh, I'm afraid of change. Terrified to know the truth completely of myself. Ah, and there it is. So what are you avoiding? What are your coping mechanisms? Really find them. Find out what it is you do to sabotage. So you start moving in a direction of a new life and then you unconsciously do something to stop the process because this is unknown territory and no one does this consciously. If you become conscious of it, you wouldn't do it, but we don't do it consciously. We move it. This is what I was talking about last week about that space. You've moved out of the old life. You're moving into a new life. You're in that middle place where all your old Thoughts and beliefs are now coming to the surface. The new has not yet arrived and you rush right back to your old life again. So start to look at where's the energy excessive? Where is it blocked? And I want to talk about these coping mechanisms. So how do you hold yourself? What's your posture? How do you breathe? And this might seem like a silly thing, but I want you to just think about it. Are you slouched and tired? Are you poised and confident? Do you stand up tall? How's your energy flowing? Is it defeated and weak? Like, how are you sitting? How are you sitting right now in that chair? And it's energy. You're, you're holding your energy in a certain pattern. And what I want you to see is that you have the power and the ability to move that energy. And it doesn't happen physically at first. It happens in your mind with a willingness to focus on the energy. You say, ah, I see, my energy is really making me all slumped over. Are you upright? Are you crouched over? 
Are your shoulders back? Are you happy and excited? Like, what's your energy doing? And do you hold things inside? This is another one. So often we are holding ourselves in a hiding position and the effect is people pleasing, not expressing what you really want. Where are you hiding? And again, this comes back to how are you blocking? So what are your private thoughts? Really, how are you protecting yourself? So what I invite you to do is movement meditation. Move the body. Move the energy back into the body. Try some yoga poses. Do some stretches. Dance. Breathe. Feel the emotions in the body. Don't try to avoid them anymore. Again, we're looking at what are your avoidance tactics. What do you fear? And whatever you fear, I invite you to go do that. Because what will happen is this moves the energy. You'll get to see, wow, I am so afraid. That fear was always in you. It doesn't go anywhere by you distracting yourself by doing something else. It stays buried. And so what this is in transformation is finding the fear and doing something about it, recognizing there's nothing to fear. If you've ever been afraid to do something and you go and you do it, you recognize, oh, that was so easy. I don't know why I was so afraid for so long. And what I just want to say about this is for many people, it's safer to live in the mind. It's safer to live in fantasy. It's safer to live in visualization. Many of us just do not feel safe living in the body. And so I want you to just look at that of what it would be for you to be present in the body. Start moving the body and see how that feels for you. For many, it will feel very uncomfortable because we're not used to living in the body. For many, we're used to living at the head level. I would like to read this letter now from Renee. She's given me permission to do so. And it's it's really incredible because it's a total demonstration of someone who's practicing and applying these principles and seeing changes. So I so hope that it inspires you to have a vision for yourself and step into the emotion and the excitement and the feeling that it's already occurring. So she writes, Dear Lisa, hello and thank you for your message today on The Lisa Show. It was what I needed to hear. I wanted to tell you briefly about my life for the past few months. For eight years, I have had my own music therapy business, playing for hospital patients, nursing home residents, and leading sing-alongs with disabled young adults. I have struggled to make enough money and so decided to get a quote-unquote real job, haha, meaning a job to help pay the bills. I told myself a regular schedule would be good for me and it would bring some stability in my life. Haha, again, because that is not what happened. What happened was about four weeks into the job as activities assistant for a senior care center, which ended up to be a glorified waitress and dishwasher job. I woke up with headaches and before I got to my job, I had this intense anxiety. I would sit in my car in the parking lot, praying and trying to get myself to remember who I was. Ego was running the show. It came to me that I was really miserable at this job and finally quit and my last day was Thursday. 
When I got home, I decided that I wanted to do something new in my life to bring me joy. I decided to devote the next weeks to doing everything I could think of to raise up my energy and bring me joy and to get in closer touch with my inner guide and with God. I got the idea to start taking saxophone lessons, exclamation points, ha ha. We just took the gang at the senior center to see a jazz band on Wednesday and I danced the whole time. They played Hawaii Five O theme song and Pink Panther and songs by the band Chicago. I loved it. And so I called the local music store and I signed up for saxophone lessons and I'm renting a sax and starting on Monday night, I went to bed last night really excited about it. I love this. But guess what? I had a bad dream about an ex-lover of mine from over 30 years ago and I woke up with a headache and then my back started hurting me. I kept saying before the saxophone lessons after leaving my job, I just want my old life back. Ha ha again. I sure did get my old life back, pain and struggle, and what the hell was I thinking about the saxophone lessons? How am I going to pay for this, etc., etc.? So I liked what you said to envision my life without pain. The truth is, I don't know what that looks like, but when I think of the saxophone lessons, I feel joy about doing something totally new with the goal of playing in a jazz band at the senior center. I know I have a few years before I'd be good enough. Then I thought about something else I did today. I applied to be considered to participate in a cochlear implant and music symposium in Montreal in August. To apply, we had to videotape a testimonial about our music and implant journey. So I wrote out a script, which I did not follow, and I did my first videotape of myself ever. What I saw was that I was very joyous and spontaneous in it. I played my guitar and made a mistake, which I left in, and I was very animated. I was talking about my music work and my 45 years in music, and it fills me with joy to recall all that I have done over the years. So that is what my vision is, the one you asked about, what I would do if I had no pain. I would be animated, joyful, bursting with enthusiasm for the gift of my life and all I have been given, and my back does not hurt anymore either. Thank you. I appreciate your work so much. I do hope to meet you in person sometime. I will let you know about my saxophone lesson. Ha ha. Love, Renee. I love it. Thank you so much, Renee. And that's really what it is, is like we start to envision what our life would look like and feel like without pain. And then I sent Renee an email asking if I could use her story and share it here with you. And she wrote me back this great message I want to read to you. Hi, Lisa. Yes, you can share it. I was struck by what a perfect example it was with all that you said, how we go right back into our old habits. I am so glad I did that video because it was a good example for me to see myself, the self that God created, when I am in the light and being who I really am. The old me, quote unquote, would have had some trouble watching myself with my speech impediment, with the camera making me look like I have a double chin and all that other ego stuff. Instead, what shines forth is my joy, the light I am, that God made. Now I have that on tape and I can watch it when I can forget. Now I have that on tape and can watch it when I forget. 
Much love to you, Renee. I love you, Renee. Thank you with all my heart for showing up the way you show up. And I really am so grateful to all of you listening here. And this does require your practice, your participation. And it took a long time to get to the place where you are. The habitual thinking, thoughts of separation, those thoughts, I'm alone, I'm not good enough, what will people think? You thought them long enough, unchecked, uncorrected, habitually, unconsciously, and they showed up now as your physical experience. So now what you're doing is you're going the other direction now. And you must be consistent in the new thoughts that you're holding about yourself. And be aware that you are going to slide back into old patterns. But this is the work. And you're no longer focused on how long it's going to take. You're watching yourself when you're starting to say, you know, there's nothing happening. You are being so active and deliberate in your mind for the thoughts that you're thinking. Because you know that these are the thoughts that are going to give you those future effects. And I love how Jesus describes it. The future effects are now. So have fun with this process and be willing to find the blocks and the obstacles. And like I said, if you've not gotten a copy of A Course in Miracles yet, please just, if you like what I'm saying, if you like this work, really get a copy of the book. Because it's the training. It's the mind training that's needed. I'm just giving you little snippets here and there for practices that you can do. But if you want the whole program, it's there available for you. And to make a commitment to start with lesson number one and go straight through all 365 lessons. And I'm amazed how quickly you go right into this idea that your thoughts are causing and creating the world that you think you see. Right there on lesson one. So thank you with all my heart for being here. Thank you for practicing. If you want to see what other events I have, please check out my website, lisanatoli.com. Please send me your emails at lisa at lisanatoli.com. I love hearing your transformation stories. I will be in Denmark. I fly tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. And I love you. We are joined together in one purpose.